What's going on, everybody? Rambling Viking Podcast, back at it again. Hope everyone's doing good. So, first and foremost, I was just uh, scrolling through Instagram, which I don't do that often anymore. I find myself moving away from social media as as life goes on here. I don't know. I just see so much the the sinkhole that it can be where you're so obsessed. You're always looking at it, doing this, and I'm just like, I don't know. It, to me, it wears on my soul a little bit. So I've even considered like getting rid of some of it, but I, I keep it around because it's it is still a good way, I think, to stay connected and stay plugged in. So I like it from that standpoint. But overall, I mean, Twitter I've, I've been a little bit more active on, but that one is just a, a cesspool. Reddit's fun. I, th- I think Reddit's fun. You can really curate what you want to see. Um, Instagram is, nah. It, it's cool to look at pictures, but I realize it's just a lot of people taking pictures. And I don't know. I, I really... I I find myself leaning towards wanting to be wanting it to be instead of posting the high cuz what really social media is a highlight reel of your life. Like if you were put it in terms of an athlete, you you go through the season, you put together a highlight reel of all your good plays and you send it to coaches to get recruited whatever and they're like that's your highlight reel. That's what social media is. And, but the problem is people have taken it so literally and so seriously, they think, like they look at this highlight reel and they say, wow, you do amazing every time you're out there. When in actuality, for, to put it in a football analogy, there's, you know, there can be 100 plays a game that, that you play, but five of them, you, know, you either make the tackle or, or, or you're, you're in on it. You know? Let's see, well, depending, depending on your position though, right? Well, let's say five of them is like, okay, well, if you play 10 games over the course of a season, I mean, you might have a pretty good highlight reel depending on how good you are, but nonetheless, that highlight reel is going to be, I don't know, 30 to 50 plays, and you've probably played 500 to 750 plays in the course of a season. Actually, no, more than that. you played over 1,000 probably if it's 10 games, and and so it's a very, very small sample size, but the problem is people look at it as it's the majority. And I don't know, on some aspect, I'm like, I, I think to properly do social media, you need to also put down, like, be more authentic in the fact, like, not every picture is of you smiling. Like, take a picture of you and you're sad and say, I'm going through a hard time. But then I realized, then you're living your life online and putting that out there for anybody to see. And I'm just like, I think there's something to, to privacy, you know, and you can, and, and only letting that be known kind of in, in person. But anyways, I'm totally off topic already. Really what I'm trying to get at is why does it piss me off so bad to see people with AirPods constantly in their ears? Like constant, I'm talking like I've seen, like I've been in a group, like a circle of people and standing in conversation and then people who are part of the conversation are doing something and the kids have their, have their, see, you know, you're getting old anytime you start talking like the kids, these kids have their AirPods in their ears. And I'm just like, are you listening to music? What's going on now? And maybe it's my paranoia about like, are they just in your ears? But it triggers this like instinctual dad-like reflex in me and I say that because I'm I guarantee it is absolutely emulating my father in this in this aspect of 
Like you're, you're disconnected, really. You're not fully engaged, not fully connected. Like just, just take him out of your ears. I guess to put my old man <laughs> thought process at, at bay. I find myself, I'm just like, whatever. But like, for instance, I mean, it's just, I saw, I saw a picture of a friend and his kid and they were, it was, it was in front of a cool moment and the kid's got his AirPods in and I just wouldn't feel like, it, I don't know, it has a sense of apathy. Now, I do understand that it's not like traditional headphones where you can hang them around your neck or something like that where like, so maybe that's just the best way to carry them so you're not having to carry around that little carrying case. I guess, I don't really understand. I don't know. This is just, this is just one of those weird frustrations of mine that I'm like, what's going on here? Why am I so frustrated? Because it's different. It, yeah, it, I, let's, let's put it this way. I'd be annoyed across the board their headphones in. Because to me, headphones in says I'm probably listening to music. And if there's a conversation happening, I mean, you may not necessarily be like actively involved, but you're there and you are still like a part of it. Like take your headphones out. Like be where you're at, you know, because I'm all for I love listening to music. I mean, walking to class in college, I listen to music. I had a walking to class playlist. I'm all about like people will tell you when I ride in the car, you got to get the right song going. But like. And in my workouts, I have to have the right song going. But those are there's certain situations and where where it's like I can live without it. It does help me a little bit, but I can live without it. And I I just don't know. I I, I can live without it, <laughs> but there's just something about it, and I haven't quite figured it out. I just saw a picture this morning, and it triggered me. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh man, well this will be a fun little interlude for people to listen to my. Uh, I'm not going to call it totally irrational, but somewhat irrational um, frustration, people wearing their headphones. But, I mean, I will. I know I kind of already said this, but I just want to make sure it's clear. I do, I would feel frustrated whether it was like over the ear or traditional buds with wires, not just AirPods. However, the AirPods do, I find, I find that being more common, people just leaving them in their ears. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what it is about frustrates me. I think it's maybe just a general thing where I'm very much, you know, if someone's going to start talking to you, take your headphones out. I, but I don't always do it. Uh, whatever. We're just going to move on. Hope you enjoy that. Saw that little uh, the frustration within my brain and the confusion. But anyways, let's talk about uh, The Joker, which I still haven't seen, but is still sparking up so much controversy. Um, an interesting article. I call it interesting because it's interesting. Um that they they're choosing to bring this up now song rock and roll part two which everybody knows has been used for decades across sports arenas um the guy who wrote it apparently has had like problem he's like a, a pedophile and he's in jail and he had like he got caught with child porn in the 90s he's he, he's done a bunch of stuff going back two and a half ish decades so, or three decades really now. So I say, um, but anyways, Vice released this article on um, the Joker, on the fact that this song is in the Joker. Yeah, it's used by a convicted pedophile in one of its biggest scenes. So it's an article about like, 
once again attacking the Joker, saying, "Why would they make this decision? This guy, um, this guy is a convicted pedophile, and so he's getting royalties. You're giving him money, so buying a ticket to see the Joker could do this." And it seems to be all part of a coordinated attack where I've seen people say and news outlets say, "Like, don't need to see the Joker. It's a terrible movie. Don't go see it. It's promoting this and that and that." And I think, why why are you working so hard to keep people from seeing a movie? Oh, right, because it doesn't fit your narrative and you're worried that you're going to lose control of people. That's what I see it as, is, is if you listen to this and, and they say, yeah, don't go see it, it's a terrible movie because it promotes this, this, and this, and you're like, oh, I don't want to promote that stuff, so I'm not going to go see it. Now, now, I mean, really, really I see it as a, as a control move, is a lot of media outlets are trying to control you and, and your decision-making, and they do it via virtue signaling, saying if you're doing this, basically you're a bad person, you're helping immorality, you're... you're you're paying a pedophile. So first and foremost, my, my complaint about this is, all right, if it's so well known, why have you, you know, my first thought is why has it not been covered before? Because rock and roll part two, um, which you don't know, goes down and yeah, people use it all over is why have I not heard this? Why has this not come to light before? Why has this not been, Hey, popular stadium song, convicted pedophile, all this stuff, because he's, I guess it's been relatively recent and I don't know, this isn't, it's not based on anything, but I'll I'll just say anecdotally, I have not heard anything about it. And as someone who keeps up with the sports world, you think that would be something that would kind of come across, come across my face, but it hasn't, but it, but now it comes up in the Joker and you know, I could beg the question that, okay, maybe in recent years, maybe, maybe they have been and it has been kind of phased out and I haven't been aware of it and it's being used less and less and in light of recent convictions. Cause let me see if I can, do they say when he is convicted? Let me skim this real quick. I don't remember. Um, uh, I'm not, yeah, I still haven't seen Joker. I'm so excited. I have to wait. My wife wants to see it too, so I have to wait till we can both go see it. I'm super, super excited for it. I can't wait to go see it. I'm probably going to talk about it on the on another podcast when I do see it. Um, oh, dang it. I don't think this is the right one. Oh, yeah, no, it was the wrong article. All right, there we go. Sorry. Was even... Oh, maybe it's it's the same article I clicked on. Okay, there we go. Yeah, he's currently serving out a 16-year prison sentence for abusing. But when when was he convicted? That's what I want to know. That's the real question. Because that's the question. If he was convicted 10 years ago, this is a non-story for me. If he's convicted three years ago, maybe it has some validity. However, I still don't think it does. And I'll get to that point in just a minute. Um, okay, so he, he sexually abused three young girls between 1975 and 1980. Mm-hmm. When was this... He was jailed in Vietnam in 2006 from molesting two girls age 11 and 12. So he's been convicted not only here but in other places. Um, so in 2011, he sought help. 
when was this? Oh, this was in 2015, maybe, I guess. Yeah. So 2015 is when I guess he officially got jailed. So we're going on, coming up on five years now. Um, we're four years in. So it's four years ago. So it's recent enough where it's, you, you could say, all right, this is maybe people have started to phase out and stop going away from it. However, and so maybe this article has a little bit of weight. However, um, here we go. This, 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 it's, it's a short article on Vice, and it's, it's one paragraph that I think kills the entire argument. Maybe Warner Brothers didn't realize Gad was a serial abuser, but all it takes is a two-minute search on the guy to see he's currently locked up for attempted rape, having sex with a girl under 13, and four counts of indecent assault. That's not to mention the time he served in Vietnam for abusing 208 girls, and that's been almost 15 years now, or his other conviction in, in the late 90s for possession of child pornography. Late 90s. Now, going back that far, saying, oh, he's had stuff going back 20 years, going back, had these same sort of issues, and it's never come up in the news that, hey, maybe we shouldn't use this song because that song was has been super prevalent and relevant since the 90s. Maybe since whenever it came out. I don't know when it came out, but I know throughout the 2000s, 2010, yeah, every sports arena in the nation used that and, and in some capacity at some point in time, during that time. And so you mean to tell me if now we're just now going phased out of it, because phased out because of the woke culture, because we don't want to support them, I'm calling, I'm calling nonsense on this, because if it, if it truly was a concern across the board, this would have been brought up earlier. You would have seen this about... It would have said popular pump-up song or something like that. But no, it is specifically targeting the Joker. It's involved in the Joker. Ergo, this is, once again, part of a coordinated attack on the Joker. Just like any other time, just like going back to that one guy in Iowa who had a sign on College Game Day to raise beer money, and then he was like, he raised over a million dollars and said, I'm going to donate it. And then this Iowa journalist dug up a bunch of dirt on him and was like, Oh, this guy actually had some insensitive tweets when he was 16, and then Bush cut ties with him. People cut ties with him and, and denounced him, and it was like, what is the point of this? The point of this is no good deed goes unpunished. And I'll tell you this. On some aspect, I can understand the concern with the Joker where it's maybe maybe idolizing idolizing mental instability, but once again, this could go back to like where people, are, where people say, you can't joke about that. You can't joke about it. No, you, can, you can make a joke about anything. You can make a funny joke, a good funny joke about anything. Yeah, it may make you kind of cringe on the inside because it may make you feel uncomfortable, but that's okay because you have to understand it's a joke. Understanding the context of it is a joke. Understanding the context of this movie is a fictional character, a fictional villain, and it's a backstory on the villain. There's been plenty of these movies. There's been plenty of these anti-superhero movies, things like that, and it's like you could make a case it comes back to the fact that I believe you can, you can reason yourself into anything. You can reason yourself to, you can reason yourself to, to talk to why, why driving is bad, why you should never drive again, how, or how you could drive blindfolded. I don't know. You can, you can irrationally reason yourself and follow a logical path, albeit it may be an idiotic, an idiotic conclusion you can use the power of reason to get to anything, to, to a logical conclusion, if you will. However, when you look at it in the broader scope, in the full context, it may not make much sense. It's kind of like understanding, like, all right, is this a real concern or is this a one in three billion chance that this bad thing is going to happen to me, and I'm, and I, but I'm acting like it's around every corner? 
And see, that's where it's like that's that's where you step into the grounds of paranoia. And on this, I'm just I'm just not convinced. Like I said, I haven't seen the Joker yet. I'm really excited. I think it's really really good. But I'm I'm a little annoyed at all this drudge up of why it's a bad thing. Don't go see it. It's such a terrible movie. It's kind of like Dave Chappelle's last special where he. The, all the critics on Rotten Tomatoes gave it 0%. They wouldn't uh, unlock the audience, and then when they did, it got 99%. And you look at the critics, and it was like, one was like a transgender the, the transgender activist. Like, they were these super, quote-unquote, woke people who obviously weren't going to like it because, honestly, that side of, that, that side of, that side of things, that, th- that woke mindset doesn't like comedy anymore and is super stingy on what you can and can't. Can and can't like, and the the crappy thing about this is eventually it's gonna it's gonna keep going and spreading. They're gonna eat their own, and it's going to infiltrate everything. At some point, everything is going to come under fire for something because nothing is off limits at this point. I'm waiting for the day where I have tweets dug up from when I was 16, 17, and they try and come at me. And I'm not gonna apologize. I'm gonna say whatever. If it if it's truly bad, I might say, man, that was stupid. I was 16. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna relish in it now and say I'm held to that same standard. I was 16 then because you gotta let the past be the past. It happened. It happened. What are you gonna do about it? Am I am I that person? Do you think I'm that person? How about you ask me some pertinent questions and see if I'm still that person? Look at my life. Look at how I'm living. But that's that's my thought on this recent Joker article where it's like if it really was a big deal, then why 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 has it not been brought up earlier? Why was it not brought up when he got convicted for child pornography in the late 90s? Why was it not struck then? Well, I mean, that wasn't the state of our culture then, but it's now now it's the state of our culture. And now they're bringing it up only specifically for Joker. And I think it's kind of annoying. But is what it is. Love to know your thoughts. It's not going to stop me from going and seeing it because I also don't know how this works with. Like him being convicted to prison, how does does he see these royalties? Royalties go to the record company. I don't know all the ins and outs of how it's set up. I'm not I'm not trying to deny that he's going to get money. I don't know how much of, you know. Can you what can you do with your money while you're in prison under these circumstances? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he'll have money when he gets out. Okay. Yeah, a terrible guy has 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 some money. There's tons of bad people out there who have lots of money. Tons of people that I think I disagree with that have lots of money. It's not a crime to have lots of money. But that's not really the point here. So anyways, that just I just wanted to chime in on that. A uh, little bit shorter podcast today. We'll close it out with an email. You guys probably know by this time, our uh, good old friend Connor. The email response, it's been, oh gosh, yeah, about... This is from an episode last week, the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts episode, where I talk about the Boy Scouts allowing girls and that dynamic with the Girl Scouts and, and look into that a little bit. Um, so he says, my only real question about the Girl Scout slash Boy Scout allowing opposite gender in there is this. If a parent comes to you and says, hey, I want my girl in the Girl Scouts, you look at the kid and think, wow, that looks a million percent like a boy. But the parents say, nah, it's a girl. So then you are stuck. I think there's a typo here. Because you look at the kid and think, wow, it looks a million percent like the boy. But the parent says, nah, it's a boy. Yeah, that's a typo, bro. Uh, <laughs> but the parents say, nah, it's a girl. So then you are stuck. I mean, I've seen dudes that look like they may be a chick and vice versa. It ain't like the camp leaders of the Girl Scouts can check on the validity of the claim that she not a man. I think the Girl Scouts were backed into a corner and have done what they could based on the circumstances put at their feet. 
obviously it is the woke parents that are causing the confusion and whatnot. But hey, I like to try and think about it from the business point of view. I don't know. It's all wild famo. Good episode. (laughs) I, yeah, I don't see any problems with that. I don't really disagree with that. It's like, it's in this weird, we're in this weird state where I think it's really falling on the parents and responsibilities being put on people as parents to what I would say is not try and deny and push your ideology on your kid. And I think you're seeing a lot more trans kids, not because all of a sudden, oh, kids are, you know, not proving, I don't think it's proving anything right. I think it's parents pushing, pushing to, to have these, pushing these sort of ideas on their kids a lot of times. And, and, and almost forcing them in some sense. And, you know, I, I look at it as kind of like there's that joke about the lady who had the vegan cat. She's like, no, my cat's vegan. And then um, all of a sudden it gets to eat some meat and it loves it. And they try to claim that, oh, my cat, my cat is vegan. It made this choice. And so it's like, is it vegan? Did the cat tell you it was vegan? Did it, did it not eat meat or something like that? The, the original food and said, oh, you must be a vegan cat. No, that's all ridiculous. We all kind of agree that's ridiculous, you know? And I'm not look, don't take this take this kind of lightheartedly here. That that statement talking about the trans kids thing. Because it's a very comp it's not that simple, obviously. It's not something I'm gonna dive into this episode, but it's 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 all it's it's also it's pretty complicated, but at the same time, I think there are there's simple biology that's in place that um that grants us a clear that has a clear roadmap to this is this is kind of general differences and tendencies between male and female, men and women. And I think we're getting uh, a little too out of hand and a little too subjective here on that front anyways. But uh, if you don't know, basically Boy Scouts allow girls. And I question, does that undermine the Girl Scouts? And also, is that a problem? Because if they're both scouting, they're two sides of the same coin, then I think it could cause issues. Um, because it's like, you're at, yeah, then you're then you're blatantly undercutting the Girl Scouts. And so the Girl Scouts sued. But I looked up the Girl Scouts policy, and they will allow boys who identify as girls. So they technically, if you're, if you're buying the woke culture, they don't allow boys, but they allow boys who identify as girls, and which is kind of nonsense because these once again, it comes back to these are children, and I, I am firmly against trans children. I don't think that's a real thing. I think that's a, a decision you can make as an adult, but I think as a child, you, we, it's our responsibility as the adults to say, look, you can't fully understand all the nuance here, and that it's not something that is, that is purely societal. Purely social structure. I think there is some social structure that buys into it, but that social structure is founded, that society, that societal gender norms, you want to call it, are founded on biological premises. And that's the thing, is they're acting like it's totally made up, like this is arbitrary and we decided this. Some things, yes. But other things, no. This is literally, you have a two-year-old kid who can barely under, barely walk Nine times out of ten, the boys go for trucks and the girls will go for dolls. The boys will be interested in the mechanical, loud things that go bang, boom, boom, and the girls won't be. That's most cases. This is a heavy generalization here, all right? I'm looking at the majority. Yes, there's exceptions to the rules. Feel free to come at me, though. Anyways, Connor, as always, you are inciting (laughs) more of a response than I uh, plan on giving, but I'm going to close it off there. Uh, Keep it a short episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um... Let me know your thoughts on anything and everything that I talked about here, whether it be um, the AirPods thing, whether it be the Joker. If you've seen it, if you like it, don't give me any spoilers. I hate spoilers. 
I will block you. I don't know how I can block you, but I will block you. Um, <laughs> or if uh, you want to chime in on that email conversation and talk about that, anything and everything, at Rambling Viking on Twitter, YouTube, it's the Rambling Viking podcast. I'm now posting my episodes. I haven't backlogged episodes. I plan to try and do that to some extent soon, but right now it's just since my last two episodes are up there. And then finally, um, email theramblingviking at gmail.com. Send me anything and everything, your thoughts, your criticisms, whatever. I love to make this uh, conversation because at the end of the day, that's really what I want to have is good conversation that's going to promote good thought, that's going to help everybody find common ground, come to better conclusions, and hopefully intellectually move forward in our ideas. I want to to keep it very clear. Yes, I'm very opinionated. However, I'm also very open-minded. So anyways, just uh, anything and everything. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time.